Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Rick and Daffs podcast. I'm Rick. And I'm Daffs. And we are here unscripted and raw. That's right. Uh, we are here, and today's topic is... Identical twins. Is it better to have a famous one or an infamous one? That is a really tough question. I feel like this is going to go some dark places. Oh yeah. Much like our cloning episode. It's very it's nature's version of our cloning episode. It's nature's version. I like that. Except Mother in, Earth is uh, Mother Earth's version of the cloning episode. Except in our universe, you could kill your clone and really there's not a whole lot this law could do about it. Yeah. But you can't kill your twin. Well, I mean you could, but it makes Thanksgivings so much more awkward. <laughs> this is true. Uh, but first, a word from uh, our sponsors. Uh, we are on Jack Thirst, exposing Jack Thirst, Jack Thirst Radio. We are on Facebook, Podbean, uh, Stitcher. Stitcher, which I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. I still listen to Stitcher all the time uh, for lots of great podcasts. And Daffs actually went to a live taping of another podcast. Yes, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, Stuff You Should Know. I went there last night, saw um, Chuck and Josh at the Neptune Theater, and they were just incredible. Really inspired me. So those guys are great. Big shout out to them. Uh, in case you're interested, any of the How Stuff Works podcasts uh, are just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually on that theme, we're going to be doing a similar idea where we're going to pack as many people into my apartment as we can to watch us uh, <laughs> to watch us record. Uh, it's going to be a BYOB, though, and we would prefer it if you could also bring some food. <laughs> and more chairs. And more chairs. Yes, this is true. Uh <laughs> So to business, to business. Um, oh, and I would also recommend all of you who, who didn't catch it, uh, check out Daft's uh, Bob Kazimakis interview uh, that he did for a NPR-like affiliate um, yes. for Jack Thirst Radio. Very, some really interesting stuff in there. Yeah, he's a, he's an interesting candidate. I highly recommend listening to, at the very least, the podcast, maybe not necessarily what he says. <laughs> oh, you should definitely listen to what he says. Uh but because I, I, I'll be honest, I was jealous because I wasn't there. Uh, but I that that was interesting. I, I, I don't know how you kept a straight face. I wish you had been there because he made eye contact the whole time. He didn't even seem to like recognize that you were there. Like a lot of times he was just talking over you. Mm-hmm. I don't think he even knew your name. No, no. <laughs> didn't you say he took a phone call in the middle of the interview? Yeah, we had a pause. Yeah, that's weird. Um, okay, so anyways, uh, infamous or famous twins, uh, who's going to sponsor your section of the podcast today, Jeff? Oh, um, my sponsor today is going to be Nick Vegas. Nick Vegas, you are a serial arsonist. Not rapist. And not rapist. Which serial is what arsonist. I accidentally said the first time we attempted to record this podcast. <laughs> uh, you burned down buildings and stole firearms in the Utah and Wyoming area in 2009. And you're the reason why I was manhandled by police. Yes. Uh, Daffs, while uh, cruising down the street on his longboard. In my 6'4". Yeah. Was uh, <laughs> was uh, grabbed by a cop and slammed against the hood of a car. Yeah, he mounted the curb in his SUV, slammed me across the hood of his car, and then uh, didn't tell me why when he figured out that I wasn't this guy. <laughs> and I was, oh man, I was so pissed. And I probably said a lot of hurtful things. Um, but I got stopped by three officers on my way to work that morning. None of them were as rough as the first guy, though. 
but you know what? I took it all back when I saw the picture of him in the paper the next day. <laughs> oh, my exactly God. Like you. He looks exactly like me. And we're actually going to post that for you so you can see. I'm going to go back and find some pictures of uh, yeah. him and then myself in 2009. Yeah, see that you do. Take care of that. And mm. also, by the way, we're still awaiting your first movie review. I know. Uh, I know. When's that going to happen? I am hoping it's going to happen this week. Yeah. Um, you need to stop hoping and uh, start making a change. <laughs> you need to be a change we can believe in um, along the lines of you're like a candidate who promises things and then never delivers. <laughs> Which brings us to your sponsor for today's podcast. Actually, we've had a slight change of plans. Oh. Um, I was actually going to be sponsored by Bob Kazamakis. However, he heard he actually listened to a few episodes and promptly withdrew his sponsorship <laughs> we just do not live up to uh, the democratic imperialistic communist said party we're, rules. we're going to be censured actually if he takes office uh so i'm actually being sponsored by charles bradley uh and his new uh cd in 2013 <laughs> victim of love oh yeah i highly recommend checking it out it's uh, quite wonderful uh there's actually some flute playing in it um kind of reminds me of anchorman type music <laughs> Totally worth checking out. Super great uh, R&B uh, groovy music. So, yeah. So, oh. without further ado, uh, Famous Twin mm-hmm. versus Infamous Twin. Mm-hmm. So, let's start with Famous Twin. What are the pros and what are the cons? Immediately, I mean, just looking like a famous person. If you're single, you can pick up a lot of girls that way. Oh, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Getting into clubs, getting uh, free <clears throat> stuff. Looking um, like just looking like that person, yeah, could really could really help. Like, uh, well, probably. Do you? Okay, here's the thing, because we, I instantly in my mind, I'm thinking that the celebrity is attractive. But what if you're like the identical twin of like Steve Buscemi? I was thinking exactly. Yeah, him. <laughs> like, do you think that you would still get all the free perks? That's because people do like Steve Buscemi. They do. They really like him. And he's also a uh, a volunteer fireman who served to be in 9-11. Yeah. So he's a, he's a great person. He's well-loved. He is. Um, but yeah. Do you uh, think you would still get some of the free perks if you just if you were not necessarily the most attractive celebrity? I, like? I don't know if I'd get the same amount of free perks. But I think that people who really appreciate his films and his work would uh, would still probably buy you a beer or something like that. The hard part, I think, is the letdown of when they find out you're not Steve Buscemi. (laughs) Or Ashton Kutcher or whoever it may be. Uh, Essentially, your presence is just always a disappointment to people who got their hopes up. That's true. Like, if if I thought I saw, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody who I would be really excited to see. Uh, Tom Hardy. Sure, Tom Hardy or Leonardo DiCaprio or, like... Somebody like that, Paul McCartney. I'd be like, oh my gosh. And then I got close and like it was, it looked exactly like it, but it, he's like, no, man, I actually, that's my brother. Leonardo, oh my God. No, yeah. I'm sorry, man. Uh, I, I know, I, I love his films too. Um, I'm I'm actually his twin brother, Donatello. Yeah. Um, Donatello DiCaprio. But uh, <laughs> Donnie DiCaprio. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. I think, so I think that, yes, having everyone like that you see on the street 
have be let down by you but then you would also have the nuisance of being mobbed by people if you looked like a famous person so essentially you'd have all the inconvenience of it very few perks Mm -hmm. um except for the occasional lie to like pick up a girl or get a free drinks or Mm -hmm. something uh because you look exactly like your your famous brother uh plus you kind of have to deal with the whole fact that you wonder are you hanging out with me because you like me yeah, or because true. you really want to get invited to a party where my brother's going to show up? Yeah. Well, and you'd oh. have like a horrible like inferiority complex oh, yeah. because essentially somebody who's identical to you in every way looks exactly like you mm-hmm. is massively more successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're really your only hope is to like go to business school and figure out a way to like manage their money or something. <laughs> be their agent. Have people like be trusted well enough. Yeah, I think LeBron James has like all these friends that he had from like being when he was younger who went to college and whatever and now like work for him. But they're like, you know, they're kind of like on the side, but they're still like useful in some ways. They're not just like hanging around. I feel like that would just be awkward. That's essentially that's entourage, I think. Right. The show. Except for these, like, uh, I think the guy's name is Maverick Carter. He's actually an actual sports agent and Mm. apparently he's actually pretty good at it. Oh, so I don't I think that this is more a version of somebody who had an opportunity and actually took advantage of it rather than somebody who's just riding the coattails. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I feel like psychologically that would be quite scarring. It would be difficult, and uh, yeah, I, I feel like the temptation to either make yourself look completely different or exactly alike, even more so alike than you already do by nature, would well, be. What would constant. be unfortunate too is that this like if it was a celebrity, then they're already like they probably have a look that's perfect for their face or you know that body type like already crafted (laughs) so anything you do that's different to be looking different you will look ugly (laughs) yeah yeah like let's say leonardo rocks really good skinny jeans you can never (laughs) wear skinny jeans unless you want to look exactly like your brother or like do your hair differently like oh they're like oh this maps your face perfectly uh i can't i can't do that (laughs) you grow a mullet just you have to you have to look like a homeless person to 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 be different (laughs) you grow a big beard people just think that you're trying to be undercover yeah like you're incognito or something i hear you're doing a new indie film you'd have to like go live like in montana where people don't care yeah or you know i don't know (laughs) or you just go overseas and do tons of commercials under their name (laughs) <laughs> that's perfect like in russia or china where they don't really have any sort of like legal like binding rules that <laughs> and your brother would be okay with it yeah he'd be like yeah yeah go go do those uh, infomercials and make well I'll split the money with you actually if you could do that it would totally be worth it it would definitely be if, worth if it. if i could be like my brother's like stand in for like stuff that he didn't want to do yeah guest parties yeah and- whatever yeah and i can make money uh doing kind of like uh do you remember on arrested development mm-hmm. where they kind of did a similar thing with andy richter where there's like five richters <laughs> <laughs> each one of them is like does something pretending to be andy richter there's, there's the two evil yeah. quintuplets and then there's yeah. like the famous one and then uh-huh. two other ones that are just regular guys no you want the other pair yeah. of quintuplets yeah it's the other one i tell you yeah. the other one See, I, I feel like that—that's the only way you could really make it work for you—is that if you basically got your twin to like, you know, make fold you into the business in some way, 
you know, where you're like a, a stand-in. Um, but, you know, going home to like parties or whatever, like family events, like, you know, you're, I don't, I think it would be really tough if your identical twin was like a million times more successful than you were. I just imagine Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, Leonardo, so I'm so happy that you finally got that Oscar. That's great. Uh, Donnie, how's that, uh, how's that oil change business doing? <laughs> have you, have you changed a lot of oils? That's good too. That's real good. And you're like, thanks yeah, mom. Like even, even like trying, like even, even if they did, like, you know, they were good parents and they loved you both like unconditionally, like just like them asking you questions <laughs> about your life in comparison to your brothers would just seem so shameful. And here's the problem too, because this is the problem with fame. It's not how important the thing you do is, it's how well known it is. Yeah. So if you were Donatello DiCaprio and you were a doctor and you found the <laughs> cure for cancer, you know what everyone would say? Oh my God. Did you hear Leonardo DiCaprio's <laughs> brother cured cancer? That's totally true. It would be seen through the lens of Leonardo DiCaprio because that's what everybody knows. You know what would be even worse though is if you were actually successful. Like let's say you go on to be like a, like a surgeon or something like that, like a trauma surgeon or like, you know, you do actually really important work, you know? And like your success in your own right, mm -hmm. but then everyone's like, "Oh, your brother, you know, <laughs> hey, the revenant was great, and you're like, I just saved a small boy who got crushed by a car. uh, where's my award? <laughs> yeah. I think you'd become kind of bitter and resentful, yeah, you totally would so so we agree there's pros, there's cons to having a famous twin so. Pro is, you know, obviously picking up girls. Uh, if you could work out some sort of deal where you worked for them and pretended to be them in foreign countries. Uh, cons, being mobbed by people, having them constantly disappointed in you, your life being compared to this other person all the time. Yep. Knowing that even though you're identical to somebody that you can't, you haven't reached your potential, even though you share identical DNA. Well, and here's the thing. <laughs> I think I think if you look at it from that standpoint, whether it's a famous twin or infamous twin, really, <laughs> you, so you're saying you if haven't you're like lived the, up to your full potential. So if you're saying if you're like the twin of Walter White, <laughs> <laughs> then, <laughs> then you uh, like would also not have lived up your potential and you would feel ashamed. I, f I feel like they would be like the, look, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that uh that you're not following in the footsteps of your brother well yeah mom because he was hitler okay yeah but at least he did something with his life what have you done you haven't gone off the couch and you're like are you comparing me to hitler again mom really oh that's one of those instances where the hitler comparison like nobody ever does anything good comparing to hitler unfortunately like hitler's mom comparing hitler to his identical twin like there's really nothing you can say about that yeah especially when he was chancellor before she knew any about any of that bad stuff yeah. At least people don't know your name as being a horrible, horrible human being. Yeah. Do you yeah. want some more peas? <laughs> uh, you ready to hit the news? Yeah, let's do the news. All right. Cue the music. Okay, Daphs. Well, here it is from the Washington Post. Indonesian singer performing with King Cobra dies. You'll never guess how she died. Did, did she get bit by the cobra? Actually, yes. That's, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> 
Looking back, that was probably kind of naive of me to think that you would not have guessed that. It, it, it was a lucky guess. It was a lucky guess. A uh, airplane fell out of the sky and the engine crushed her. <laughs> but the mortician said it was definitely the venom. It was definitely the bite. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, she was <laughs> she was performing on stage with a king cobra, which she assumed wrongfully that had been defanged. When during the second number, uh, she was bitten by the snake. Uh, continued performing, and eventually collapsed. <laughs> Tragically, this was all captured on film. Yeah, it was a live show. Dafs, you actually had alerted me to this story. Uh, so, what, your thoughts? It, I feel like Harry Carey. Your thoughts? <laughs> uh, I feel like much like checking your parachute before jumping out of a plane, before dancing around venomous snakes, usually check to see if they're venomous. Well, apparently she stepped on its tail. Also not a good thing to do. No. Uh, apparently, it's this type of music called, according to the Washington Post, Dang Dut, and I apologize if I'm mispronouncing this. Uh, it's a very, according to the Washington Post, it's an oversaturated musical genre in Indonesia, and it's not surprising that many artists employ gimmicks in their acts to stand out from the rest. So apparently her act is Dancing with Snakes. And I guess she had like danced with uh, boa constrictors and even some pythons, which, as we know, typically aren't venomous. Uh, cobras, though, typically always venomous, and uh, not things that you want to step on. So <laughs> paper writes. Unfortunately, uh, the dangdut singer Irma Buell—that's her name—her deadly gimmick, combined with her dedication to showmanship, led to her untimely death. <laughs> I, I feel because like, she refused to stop performing despite being bitten by the cobra. And that was the thing. Uh, Two-thirds of all venomous snake deaths happen in Southeast Asia. So they have anti-venom. She could have gotten to the hospital and probably been fine, they said. But the show must go on, and that's why we salute you. I, I hope that they put that on her grave. The show must go on. <laughs> you don't think they'll put snakes on her grave like gravestone do you <laughs> probably not that would be really really uh on the nose yeah yeah uh also just don't don't one don't perform with a cobra but two don't step on its tail i mean i mean it's probably i don't know somebody i hope somebody got fired cobras i mean are like actually all tail too literally like everyone got fired because she's dead so yes. i mean there's really no job no. How would you like to be the guy who was in charge of the snakes? <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, great. Like, on a really selfish level, they're all just pissed because they lost their jobs. Oh, thanks a lot, man. <laughs> you guys said bring a snake. I brought a snake. I, I bought non-refundable cruise tickets for my family this year. <laughs> I'm locked into a timeshare. <laughs> what do you want me to do now? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm, gonna right, I'm so sorry. That guy will never work again. Snake, like, he's like. Can you imagine him interviewing? Ah, oh, you're a snake handler. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I was on the, uh, I was on the Buell, uh, on the Buell tour. Oh, you're the one responsible. <laughs> you're blacklisted. You're, yep. <laughs> you're, you're blackballed. You can never work again. See, that's the real tragedy here. I mean, it's sad that she died, but this person can never work again. Yeah, it's a, uh, uh, I don't know. It's a tough industry to break into. Wow. Uh, 
However, you also have to kind of blame her because the snake handler uh, with the venom antidote was on hand. <laughs> so, I mean, I... At that point, it's kind of on you. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> it says here, the singer continued to perform for 45 minutes until she collapsed. Uh... And they had and they had the antidote on hand, so I mean, I, that's what I would counter with if I was the snake handler. I had the antidote. I offered it to her. That's gonna be at every conversation, yeah. at every one of his interviews. Yeah. No, I I offered the antidote. She didn't want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you think he'll have like a tell-all book? I don't know about some like. She was into some weird stuff. I imagine it would... Maybe she liked being bitten by snakes. I imagine it would be a pretty short book. She got bit. (laughs) She didn't take the venom. Six pages. (laughs) Most of it backstory. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I'd really like a job at Kinko's. (laughs) Uh, Well, it says, like, her, her family says they're still trying to figure out what went wrong. Uh... I'm pretty sure the rest of the article explains exactly what went wrong. One, bit by a snake. Two, did not take antidote. Three, dead. Case closed. Yeah, if I show up to school the next day and said, oh no, my chainsaw juggling uncle just died, no one's going to say, oh my god, how? <laughs> yeah. They're going to have a pretty They're strong They're going to know exactly what happened. Okay, well that was our news story. Uh, that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, so kudos to you, Defs. Um, now back to our original topic. Yes, moving the, on to infamous twins. Yeah. So the topic is, uh, which would you rather have, a famous twin or infamous? Um, so it's tough because the infamous twin, obviously you're going to feel some moral moral superiority to. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and depending on what their crime is or why they're infamous, like let's say... You have you. You look exactly like the guy who sold the Sonics, and everybody hates. Like, yeah, that kind of sucks. But <laughs> okay, real, real quick, Schultz. real quick, listeners. I love the fact that my first thought goes to Hitler <laughs> and Rick's got that bastard that sold the Sonics. <laughs> well, I mean, that actually impacted my life in a negative way. <laughs> I was not alive in 1939 or 1938 when uh, Hitler invaded Poland, no. <laughs> and when he, you know, went through Belgium like a like a fire raging out of control. Uh, ha- had I been alive during that time, then yes, that would probably be one of my friends' thoughts. Uh, however, uh, like if you looked exactly like that, like one of those people who was infamous for being a jerk, or people just didn't like him, mm-hmm. like yeah, that would kind of suck. But you know, you could still live your life. But like, how, what kind of infamous are we talking about? Like murder, bank robber, like what? What infamous are we talking about? I'm thinking infamous in the sense that everybody knows what you look like. And so when you walk down the street, much like being mobbed by like, having a famous twin, people are going to be like, oh, my God, is that Hitler? Is that O.J. Simpson? Yeah. I think that would be the comparison. That would be a good comparison. Yeah. Is that O.J. Simpson? Yeah. See, it's tough because I feel like you would have the moral superiority, you know, at your family gatherings. Like, I didn't, you know, be... I was never accused of murder. I... 
you know, I'm not in prison for armed robbery, mom. <laughs> yes, uh, I feel perfectly fine about the fact that I work at a 7-Eleven. <laughs> Uh, but then I think you'd also be very concerned in some ways, like maybe it's genetic. Maybe my, I'm just like a few clicks away from snapping. Also think about how much family drama you'd have yep. when your you know brother was accused of murder or, you know, was a corrupt politician or whatever. Well, and I didn't even... Or sister, you know. I didn't even think about case, this. So, yeah, if, if your twin was O.J. Simpson... You have the same DNA, so if they use DNA in the court case, you're automatically a suspect because you share the same DNA. That could really mess your life up. Yeah. Well, I I read about cases where like there was like these triplets, and they were all taking turns being in jail for each other, uh, which is really weird. I don't know why. I mean, I'm assuming they drew straws or something, but like one of them, basically their identity was the jail one. And whenever they would get in trouble, they would just use that identity. <clears throat> and they would take turns being in jail. And then the other two were clean identities. So, like, this one twin, I don't know, like, who, if he volunteered or whatever, but he's, like, in horrible amount of debt. He's been to prison a million times. And the other two are clean. However, they discovered that actually it was all three committing crimes off of the one twin's identity. <laughs> That's ingenious. It is really ingenious. Uh,. <laughs> It's, but it's also so like if so like if you were like partners in crime like having a twin would be kind of helpful yeah absolutely but you know if you you know could also be accused of murder yeah then that would not be so great yeah the benefits would be like the movie prestige which is great yeah i mean the only real benefit of having an infamous twin is that people pretty much know what he looks like and so you could work really hard to make yourself not look like that. Well, and since they're probably not a celebrity, you know, they're probably not the most attractive. Well, or they, yeah, the mugshot is yeah. the most famous picture. Yeah. And there's probably a lot less pictures floating around maybe than, than like the ones in tabloids for celebrities. Yeah. So you could just grow like, you know, hair out long or a beard. And assuming mm -hmm. your twin's not Charles Manson. Well, just change your name. I mean, that's the other option. See, I like was surprised. Like, I guess there's quite a few Hitlers that didn't change their name. And I didn't understand why they would do that. Like, I would, t that would be the first thing I would do. I would instantly start going by another name. Like, <laughs> I just don't understand that. <laughs> that. That reminds me of the uh, movie Office Space. Where they're like, your name's Michael Baldwin? Wait. Bolton. Why, Bolton? Yeah. Yeah, Michael well, Bolton. Why don't you just go by Mike? Why should I change my name? He's the one that sucks. <laughs> he refuses to go by any other than Michael Bolton. Like, yeah. So if you had to choose, like, which would you choose? I mean, I feel like, obviously, I think we would all know that the, like, the infamous takes you to a, such a dark place and i think you'd have a lot of like internal struggles would be worried that you were just like a couple clicks away from snapping but i feel like people might blame you still even if they knew like you weren't the person who did this that's true you're his brother there's a guy named jerry sandusky mm -hmm. who his his name is spelled almost exactly the same as the guy from Penn State who was accused of like doing some really terrible things. Yes, uh, and he happens to be the announcer for the Baltimore Ravens. 
and he happens to not at all be a criminal no. and he gets tons of hate mail and this just for having the same name yeah he doesn't even look like him at all yeah that's that's gotta be rough so i think overall i'd probably say it's better to have a famous twin well what okay just to throw a little like curveball in there what if your twin was infamous for doing something illegal that was also awesome like john dillinger mm-hmm. like he's a bank robber he's beloved and he's super rich or edward snowden yeah uh so he's infamous but at the same time like you could get some cachet off of that yeah i imagine you'd probably get a lot of 60 minute interviews asking you about your brother <laughs> yeah you could cash in on like some book deals and some other stuff people don't really care about like as far as your own monetary gain, I feel like there's a lot more to be had if you have an infamous twin, yeah, rather than a famous twin, because people don't really care about the twin of a famous person because they'd rather just hear from the famous person, yeah. But they're very interested to hear from the like family members, relatives, friends of people who were infamous, especially because usually those people are dead or in prison. Well, exactly, <laughs> and so that way, you know, they're like, "Hey, aren't you Hitler?" No, he died a long time ago. Yeah, like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, if you were like Hitler's <laughs> twin brother, and you know Hitler's dead, I mean, you would instantly get a book deal. Yeah. So, also some. Probably some jail time and Nuremberg trial uh, well, cameo. Uh, it's a different example. <laughs> but yeah, no, I get, I get what you mean, definitely. So, I, you know, I think up to a certain point, I'd choose infamous mm-hmm. if I had to choose. Uh, but, I mean, if we're getting into those infamous for grisly disturbing things, then I got to switch totally and go to famous. Yeah. And just ride the coattails of my famous brother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although, you'd hope that your famous brother would share some of his cash. Yeah. But if he's exactly like me, he probably won't. <laughs> yeah. And so, so I feel like those are the extremes. That's true. But I feel like people who have identical twins probably, just live, successful. That, probably live that life in varying degrees. That's true. Like if, like we were talking about before, like if you are an identical twin and your twin is a like successful surgeon, nobody knows who he is, but he's just really successful. Mm-hmm. And you like, you know, work in an office. Yep. And you're, you know, you're doing okay, but you're not a like successful surgeon. Well, and that's the thing. So, so growing up, I had, you get uh, none of the benefits. You get all of the shaming. Yes. Uh, but then on the flip side, if your identical twin is a you know petty criminal in and out of rehab, then that's just a lot of work. Yeah, that's that's just a rough home life. So which would you rather choose? I'd, I'd probably rather have the f- somebody comparing me to somebody better than having <laughs> to deal with the picking up the mess of my my identical twin who's just can't get his life together yeah that would be very taxing emotionally i think so so growing so growing up i had a, a friend who was a fraternal twin not identical um but uh it's hard not to compare you know twins to each other and she was super intelligent in all these different ways um you know she spoke multiple languages she was a very accomplished dancer great cook um very emotionally smart and able to make lots of friends and and you know help people out 
Um, but I don't think you're trying to, but you're essentially describing like a 1950s woman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she could cook really well. Uh, she was great at social balls. I'm just saying she, she, she excelled in a lot of the things that she was passionate about. Okay. Um, but her, her sister who had none of those qualities and really it seemed like had a harder time with social cues and things like that, um, was brilliant. And so her sister went to Harvard and she went to community college and even though they're both completely successful in different ways i feel like when your sister goes to harvard and you don't even if you go to yale like well i mean if i went to yale my and my sibling went to harvard i'd be like screw you i'm going to yale oh yeah but But i mean like if you went to like (laughs) harvard community college (laughs) Or Oregon State. Yeah. <laughs> it just it we have a good football team. Some some sometimes <laughs> it just doesn't mean quite the same thing. So I don't know. So I, th- I feel like that would be be difficult to kind of find your own versions of success. I think that what you'd rather have is like the ultimate best scenario. And what's funny about this is we spend all this time and like it's ob- it's the obvious choice of like. Like what you think it would be right at the beginning if mm-hmm. somebody asked you. But what I think the ideal would be that you would be an identical twin. You would be the more successful one. Yes. But just by a little bit. Yeah. that's That really is the best case scenario <laughs> is that you just have a small edge, but you're both doing great. Yeah. So where you can be. Well, there's some family where there's like three brothers. I don't know if they're twins or not, but like. One of them is like owns like this huge company. Mm-hmm. The other one is like an ambassador somewhere. <laughs> like all three of them are uber successful in completely different ways. Yeah, and so you're like, eh, okay, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, so, anyways, so uh, if you are uh, an identical twin, please write in because we have just so many questions. Well, and there's also the. And this is like now I'm opening a new can of worms. Mm-hmm. But like there's also like the scenario where like you're an identical twin with somebody who gets killed and then you take their life. Oh yeah. You know, like let's say Jean-Luc Picard gets killed <laughs> and now you're in charge of the Enterprise. You'd have to tell Data cuz he'd be the best person who would like see no problem with it. You'd be like Data Data would totally turn you in. No, like, he would totally d- turn you Data, in. Data, what is best for the crew of the enterprise emotionally they need their captain and he'd have a hard time with it conceptualizing i'm sure he could find a, a, a subroutine that would allow him sub-routine. to like work through it and be like yeah sure and help you out oh my god that'd be a great episode that would actually be like a really kind of a funny comedy spin-off just the one-off episodes that I would love well it, you like do a spin-off where it's still all the same cast but Jean-Luc Picard is played by, is played, you know, by the same actor who is Jean-Luc Picard's twin who has no idea what he's doing and he's just attempting to run the enterprise. Yeah, I think if I had unlimited money, I think what I would probably do is just do like short SNL skits recasting famous TV sitcoms with the entire cast of Star Trek. It'd be like different strokes done by the cast of Star Trek. All with identical twins. Yes, all identical twins. It'd be great. Star Trek actually has quite a few identical twin episodes, mm-hmm. actually, because there's a clone of Riker who's out there who is a criminal and actually uses his identity to like steal a ship. 
So, I mean, and it, it just goes to prove that Star Trek basically is applicable to everything. They cover every, so many subjects. Every situation in life. So here's something I, I, I want to uh, throw in there at the very end, leave, leave our listeners with. Okay. Uh, if you had a twin who looked exactly like you and your friend saw that twin naked, would you feel awkward? I, I would super would. I would feel so awkward, even though it's not me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You'd basically be like, stop being a slut. I really... <laughs> and hey, There'd be hey. a lot of peer pressure amongst uh, twins to not, you know, go out. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a porn star. That's me. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I am, I am all for body positivity. I am all about taking control of your sexuality and not kowtowing to uh, public moral ideals and whatnot. But at the same time, if you're my twin, yeah, how about you keep your clothes on because I don't want all my workers looking at you and knowing what I look like naked. Thank yeah. you very much. That would be super uncomfortable. And and like any relationship they have, you know, that person who they're in a relationship would be like, basically, I've seen you naked. And yeah. you would know that it was true. And you would have to just live with that knowledge. Yeah. I would not feel comfortable with that. I would probably get so many more tattoos than I already have. <laughs> just just to make me different. Be like, just no, you haven't. A little bit more different. Nope. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, there's really not much more to say. Nope. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rick and Daffs podcast. I'm Rick. I'm Daffs. Have a good one. Have a good one.